0: Though your letters indicate you have spent much time apart this past year. This what year? This past. Past. This past. Though your letters indicate you have spent much time apart this past year. Great, right, so part and past. You've got two of them very close together. Part. So if you get a part, you can get past. Part.
1: Welcome to the Pioneer Theatre Podcast. I'm Matthew Ivan Bennett. Third up in the 1819 season is Miss Bennett, Christmas at Pemberley by Laura Gunderson and Margo Melkin. It's a sequel to Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice with Elizabeth's younger sister Mary as the heroine. Set in the English countryside, the piece naturally requires accents, which, at Pioneer Theatre, means having a dialect coach on hand to help the actors. Here's our publicity manager, Frenny Romang, and dialect coach, Sarah Shippabotham with more on accents.
0: Okay, so the first thing I think I should get clear is... To be honest, I'm not really a dialect coach. I'm an accent coach, so I'm preparing actors to speak the accent. Dialect is really all about vocabulary, and that's the writer's job. Unless we're improvising, if we're making it up, then I should know what the vocabulary is. But really, the writer's already done the dialect's job, and my job is to coach the actors in saying the sounds, um, sometimes p- maybe understanding the difference in the words. Um, but really, we're accent coaches but on North American soil, the job is definitely called dialect coach. So how do I prepare? Um, it depends. Working at PTC, it really depends on the accent. A lot of the accents we do are accents that I actually know very well. So I sometimes I'll come to the read-through to hear how the, what the accents bring to the table and then work out what I'm going to do from there. Or say when we did at the last ship, or Oslo, then I start to watch things or look for samples of the accent so that I can work out for myself the accent changes from my accent and then the accent changes from American and feel where it might sit in the mouth, find resources for the actors to listen to if they have time. I try to at least have stuff ready at the beginning, if it needs to be. Although with Oslo, I was still looking all the way through the rehearsal process for stuff that really spoke to the actors. But um, it gives me a good excuse to experience the world of Norwegian Viking sitcoms or um, I like doing Australian plays because then I have to watch a lot of Australian television. And then I start to learn it myself, make sure I I like to demonstrate while I'm coaching. I don't have to be able to do that, but I like to be able to do it. And then try to work out how the actor likes to learn. Like, are they a listener or do they need pictures or do they want to write words down? Um, Or do we sometimes need to get up and do funny things with our bodies um, to help them learn? But I'm really responsive to the person that I'm working with.
1: Can you do any samples of, like, (laughs) accents you can mimic?
0: Yes. I mean, you know, for doing, like, Sweeney Todd, I would try and talk... It, working with the ensemble uh we did a bit of a bit of going towards this we didn't go terribly far um and sometimes it's you know it's just where you learn your accent from like everybody brings something in and it's did you learn it from D- dick van dyke um or did you learn it from maybe listening to real people talk uh, and how do you take it that so like this would be me doing a sort of general london accent um If I want to be terribly posh, then I'm going to move my voice around and uh, you might hear that it sounds like it's sitting in a sort of different place and the vowels are slightly different. Um, If I want to go to uh, Newcastle, back to the last ship, then I sort of find a different rhythm and I've got a different set of vowels and consonant changes that I might work with. And then if I go to my favourite place, if I go to Australia, then again I sort of move it to a different part of my mouth but I go back – it's not very good right now – but I go back to um, a more London set of vowels. Actually, Australia and London have a lot in common. Interestingly enough, there was an Australian actor in Sweeney Todd, and he, he had a really easy time of finding London because they are so close and because he'd done it before. Um, so that's those are a few. Or, or like um, we ha- I don't think we've really done a Scottish play. It's about time maybe we went to Scotland and did a bit of that, and that's a lot of fun. The accent that I need a bit of time to coach would be uh, if we want to go to Wales. Wales is one of the most difficult accents you can do because it's got a very specific rhythm and and quite a specific tune. A bit like Norwegian in a way. It goes down to come up. That was amazing.
1: (laughs) I could just sit and watch you do that all day. Well, speaking of, you know, creating these accents, how do you kind of steer the actors away from stereotypes in speech?
0: Well... Sometimes I think it's useful to start with the stereotype or what's recognisable to people to make the big choice because I think we can always pull back um, and and I always want to look at what somebody's hooked into but sometimes the stereotype's not as accurate as we think so I'll just nudge them towards perhaps being more accurate um, to really take it away from being a stereotype. Thankfully we have the play because the character in the play is very specific so That will help us to move into um, reality. Also, making sure that the actor feels comfortable perhaps using... Where does their voice fit in the accent? Even if we move into a different part of their face, it's still using the notes that they use. And trying, trying to make sure that it feels authentic, that they... The most important part for the actor is to get to a point where it's about communicating. It's not about doing the sounds right. So in, so sometimes what I call mathematical accuracy of the vowel and consonant changes is sacrificed for the feeling or the tune and the rhythm, which is the more difficult part to learn actually, um, because it's much more intangible. There's no right or wrong answer, but the sense that they start to feel it inside. And sometimes I'll make them talk to me or I'll ask them questions or Sometimes if we have a, a, a vowel combination that we're stuck on, we, we learn to dance it physically with the mouth, and then I'll ask questions, silly questions so they get to practice it over and over again so that their mouth starts to learn it. But always the play, I think, brings us to being specific and feeling like they're people who live, breathe, and care. But I love working with actors who want to play, and uh, one of the great things about Christmas at Pemberley is I've had special time to play with the actors we've done some improvisation um we've done some group sessions and um but yeah i loved investigating different worlds and and trying to find the key i always enjoy being able to look at someone and go okay how how can i best serve you how can we best work together thank you
1: so much for coming in
0: thank you for having me
1: Thank you for listening to the Pioneer Theatre Podcast for Miss Bennett, Christmas at Pemberley. For tickets, call 801-581-6961 or visit our website, pioneertheater.org. Miss Bennett is sponsored by Zions Bank, the Andrea Golding Legacy Foundation, and the Robin M. Woods Legacy Endowment. Get more information on our website at pioneertheatre.org.
0: But you don't need to stop and reset... You can link to Reset. So, okay. Absolute ah. Absolute ah. Good. Now we're going to do this. Absolute ah. Mm. Absolute ah.